This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Went to Mode Kings Meadow, the podcast that follows the fantastic Chelsea FCW team. Uh, I'm your host, Dean, joined this week by Dane. Dane, how are you doing? Yeah, very well. How are you? I was doing okay today and then The Guardian dropped their top 10 uh, list and they put Miedemar above Sam Kerr and that upset me a lot. So I thought, who better to come on tonight than the person that, that voted for her, that put her there? Um, in charge of the rankings so any complaints direct them her way it's Mia Erickson. Mia what was what's going on? Yeah hit me. <laughs> <laughs> no I mean I, I can say I did not vote for uh, Midema uh, at second place so I'm not to blame blame for that. How, how did it work? I can reveal my yeah. top five. I'm I'm feeling quite comfortable with you enough to do that. If you want, I have my list. Yeah, give us your top five and how it worked, the actual voting system. Yeah. To put us there. So when you vote, you have uh, you had to rank 40 players from a list of 400 players. Uh, and let me just tell you that that wasn't an easy call because... It was anxiety all over doing that, but uh, let me just find my 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 top five, and I I'm I'll, I'm happy to give you that because I'm I I got nothing to hide. I think <laughs> we'll see about that. Yeah. Okay. So here's mine. <laughs> uh, actually, I, I I had forgotten about it. So uh, on yeah, Alexia Puteas, uh, Caroline Graham Hansen, and third Frank Kirby. Fourth, Jennifer Hermoso. Five, uh, Bon Mati. Six, Sam Kerr. Seven, Vivian Midema. Eight, Marie Antoinette Catotto, uh, Paris Saint Germain. Uh, number nine, Penilla Harder. And ten, Mappy Leon. 
Sounds about right. Barcelona now. influenced, um, given they're the best team in, in world football, and Fran Sam and Pinilla as well. Um, so we'll let Mia off then for Medan becoming second. Yeah, um, that that was not my. Call. Obviously, she's got fantastic PR around the world, and it, it, who who votes then? Coaches, media, and players. Yeah, and players, former players as well. Former I think. Players. Um, so I mean, it was a company to be in. Very honored to have taken part uh, in that, but I'm not the one to blame for for this. No, let me off the hook. Um, a player that did win an award rightly though was Jesse Fleming, who was the WSL November Player of the Month for November, as I just said. Um, looking forward to her continuing that rich fame of form, but. Let's talk about a game that didn't involve Jesse Fleming, and that was Chelsea versus Juventus. Played at Kings Meadow on Wednesday evening, I think. Is that right? The days are such a blur this week. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Christmas. It is. Already. Patches no, up with you. No Christmas feeling just yet. Um, Chelsea lined up with Anne Katchenberger, Millie Bright, Jess Carter, Magda Eriksson, Aaron Cuthbert, Jisa Young, Sophie Ingle, Guru Wrighton, Penilla Hardas, Frank Kirby and Sam Kerr. Um, Emma Hayes only used two substitutes, which is Bethany England for Penilla Harder and many loopholes for G. And then that left Muzovic, Telford, Newen, Anderson, Charles, Spence, Fleming and Fox as unused substitutes. Uh, Stats-wise, pretty convincing. Chelsea were dominating the game with 71% possession, 25 shots, five on target, eight corners, seven fouls to Juventus's 29% possession, two shots, one on target, one corner, five fouls. Um, Dane, after the game, Emma said that she's exhausted, the players are exhausted. Um, obviously, they had the cup final on Sunday, a uh, quick turnaround for another big game. But she only made two changes. Is that an indication, perhaps, that maybe she doesn't trust some of the more squad players in these kind of big games? Not necessarily. Uh, sometimes after a cup final, uh, you know, you go with the high and the momentum and you hope that can carry you on. Uh, I remember the men's a couple of years ago, we uh, we beat Liverpool, just before we won the Champions League, beat Liverpool in the FA Cup uh, 2-1. We played them again in the league a couple of days later and lost 4-1. So you can say, what was the difference there? You know, two games within the space of a couple of days. And yeah, sometimes you, you, you think the high, the adrenaline would have got them through. You know, there was a lot of talk after the cup final that there'd be no partying. There'd be no celebrations, you know, it would be a focus straight on, on, on the Juventus game. Hindsight is obviously a wonderful thing, which we all know in football. I was surprised Harder started. What did she what did she have get against Arsenal? Ten minutes, eight, less than ten, maybe a little bit more. I just thought they would have held her off and then gave given her more of a like a half an hour or 40 minutes and maybe have gone with Beth England. But yeah, you know, it's always after after the event that you can say we could have done this and we could have done that better. And I just believe Emma went with the thought the momentum and the high of the cup uh, of the cup victory against Arsenal would, would take us on to the Juventus game, change one or two, and uh, it would get us through. Yeah, obviously, after the event, as always, when we podcast, otherwise we'd be watching the game. Um, it's easy to say, perhaps you got things wrong, but me on the chances created, should Chelsea have just won this game and they're to blame for their own downfall? I think that uh, Joe Montemuro and Juventus had done their homework uh, pretty well, uh, which Jonas Edeval hadn't done. 
uh, on Sunday, but Juventus had. Uh, and I think they executed their game plan very well. Uh, but, I mean, looking at the chances Chelsea created in the game versus Arsenal, I mean, after the first half, I, I, I'm sure I was not the only one thinking that, okay, they should have scored more. Uh, the difference is that in this game versus Juventus, they didn't score on those opportunities they had in the first half. And in the second half, it, it was no chances, I think. Like, it was no chances to talk about. And, and it was long balls in to, like, sort of, yeah, let's put the ball in the box and, and let's hope for someone to, to smash it into the back of the net. Um, I think Juventus came out in the second half to just... Uh, they did a very good job in order to not let Chelsea do what they did to Arsenal. And that led to, you know, uh, passing a lot of backward passes and outside the lines to make crosses inside the box where no one was situa situated. Um, so I think... I mean, it's always a hard question. Should they have won? Yeah, they should have scored on, on the opportunities they had in the first half. Yep. But Juventus did a good job. Yeah, uh, Juventus, yeah, they won't care about, you know, Italian teams are the masters of getting the results they want, you know, especially tactically and defensively. You know, they won't look at, you know, just looking at the stats now, they can be quite, you know, misleading, 25 shots. Uh, compared to Juventus's two cent one possession compared to Juventus's 29%. If they came here to get a result, which is a draw, not to lose, then they won't care about the stats. You know, Italian team's been doing it for years. They do it so well. I'm sure the manager, uh, the Juventus manager, had a bit of a dig in the week at Arsenal as well and said, you know, the team he has at the moment, uh, you know, are better at listening to tactics and uh, instructions rather than his previous teams because it, it got highlighted that he didn't have a great record against Chelsea. It's quite funny to have a dig. Maybe maybe it wasn't supposed to be a dig, but how it come across, you know. I know so easy to to to, to be uh, positive about your new team and and not realise what you're saying about your old team. But I thought I thought it was a bit of a dig. I think because of the the start that Idavels had, I think Monty Muro has been the one that's sort of been blamed for Arsenal perhaps not doing as well in the last couple of years. Mm. So maybe he's putting it out there that it's not just down to him that. Arsenal weren't competing for, for WSL titles and scraping, finishing third and getting in Champions League. Yeah, and we mentioned Juventus coming with a game plan and they've got the point that they needed. So obviously, they go through if they win versus Savat um, on the last group stage game because Chelsea and Wolfsburg are going to play each other. So one of them must lose or draw so they won't get enough points to go through. Me, were the subs uninspiring? Sort of England and Liverpool's sort of didn't really change Chelsea's game plan at all, did they? No, not particularly. I think it's uh, it didn't happen something when when they came on. I think I was pretty surprised that uh, Sam Kerr and Frank Kirby played as much as it as they did because I think. It, I think somehow you you get the feeling of that if if there are players in Chelsea that that is going to fix things it's them and I mean they didn't this game and and it's a 
again, it's a team team sport and and everything. But the feeling was that okay, now now we have to keep you on because the game is not it's not done and we haven't scored. So if if you stay on the pitch, then then you can help us with that. But I thought no, it was kind of a what we would have called in Sweden a melon milk game, a middle middle milk game. <laughs> so it felt like that. Yeah, I don't think there's a translation for that no, into sorry. English that, that's coming to me straight away. But the late subs though, weren't they, Dean? Weren't they like one with twenty minutes to go and one with ten minutes to go? It wasn't, you know, they were quite both flams. I think Pennell got longer than I thought, seventy minutes. Again, we don't see how how fresh and lively she looks in training, but after being out for for quite a while, yeah, she had a good, you know, good, over an hour, didn't she? I think it was seventy minutes, seventy odd minutes or something, I and mean, then the last one was ten minutes to go. So again, yeah. Is, is, is right to question the substitutes because by watching it, you you wonder what's going on sometimes. Yeah, and I think that goes back to what I was saying earlier about sort of a lack of trust in some squad players because unless it's Kirby and Co and Harder when she's been fit, who else is it? Is she going to trust England to start? Doesn't seem like it. And I know Jessie's played a lot of games. Maybe that's why she didn't come on at all. She played the full 90 in the FA Cup final. But you're sort of looking at some of the other players could Neve Charles be fresher down the right than Aaron Cuthbert? Could John Anderson be fresher than right and down the left? But Emma's obviously not putting them in, so there must be a reason for that. Um, but not the best game Chelsea have ever played. I think the first time they've not scored in a very long time as well. So an unusual topic of conversation for us anyway. But I suppose the main talking point from the game was Sam Kerr versus the pitch invader. Uh where she absolutely flattens the kid on the pitch. Um, I wrote a piece today. Dana, I don't know if you've read it yet, but some people got quite upset by it. Um, right, what did you highlight uh, as as your like your take from it? Basically, the question I'm asking is, should we be celebrating the fact that she did it um, rather than sort of just criticising the steward in at, at King's Meadow? Because mm. it was only... I think two or three weeks ago that a steward was asleep in front of the stand and they're filming him taking pictures of him and it's funny and I mean Kings Meadow and Chelsea women is not an atmosphere of hostility it's friendly mm. you know at the FA Cup final you're sitting a few rows from an Arsenal fan if they score and they jump up nobody's going over to them fight them mm. because that would happen in the men's game if someone jumps up in the in the wrong end you're made to pay for it but that's not a thing in women's football so I don't think you need to be over the top in sort of protecting the pitch. But the response time was so slow and it allows Sam... And maybe the invader got what he deserved, but the fact that we're then... Everybody's celebrating that she's done it. What happens if next time that that invader's not a 15-year-old kid and he's a 15-stone, six-foot geezer running on the pitch with his phone or maybe something else and it's worse? Are we clapping Sam to try and go and solder barge him onto the floor? Just doesn't feel right to me. I don't know how it feels to you. Because some people got upset thinking I was criticising mm-hmm. Sam for doing it. And whether she did or not, it's sort of here nor there. I think it's the after effect of what she's done. It's blown this up into a massive thing. And maybe more idiots are going to try and get on the pitch and get flattened by Sam Kerr mm. and have a badge of honour that Sam Kerr's knocked me over. Well, it is easy to 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 say, 
you know, the, the guy, he's got no right to be in the field. Let's, obviously, that's first and foremost. You know, he, it's sort of breaking the law, isn't it? You, you, you know, do not enter the pitch. You can be arrested for it. So you, the first instinct is, is, you know, the fool got what he deserved. And, you know, then you see all the, you know, obviously all the, all the Twitter remarks. And, you know, she was lining him up like a predator. You could see, obviously, she's lining him up. But as I said, there's two ways to look, look at it. You know, you've got the safety, you know, uh, and maybe Sam did take it more into her own hands. She she obviously didn't see we we couldn't see anyone running on uh, any 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 fast to get him off. And like her, maybe she thought he's got no right to be in this field. Maybe she you know she wants to protect people. I don't know. Uh, and your, your 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 initial reaction is yeah he got what he deserved. But you're, you're absolutely right. You know it's the safety side. You know what if he had got up and confronted her? You know being a, a teenager in London, he could have, you know, thought, you know, thought there was a lot about him and, and, and tried to confront her in a physical and aggressive way. Uh, I still probably would have fancied Sam Kerr, but again, that's me being obviously a little bit silly, but you, you're right. You know, where'd it go? It's all about the safety for the players. Do you know what I mean? We've, we've seen incidents in, in, in sports over the years with that famous tennis player, you know, who got stabbed. Uh, I think she was number one in the world at the time. And you've got to be careful. Uh, you know, I, I always try and try and, you know, anywhere in life, if anyone asks me for advice or I always try and look at both sides of the story and try and give you, even if I agreed with one more than the other, I would always say, well, well let's look at the other side just, just so we can form an opinion. So again, yeah, I, I, I'm on the same thing. I, you know, I did, I thought good on her, but then once it settled down, I did think, well, we've got to be a little bit more responsible here, a little bit more safety. I understand what you say about the men's game, obviously being a lot more, intense and and a lot more stewarding a lot more on their game uh, a lot more aware but maybe it's time to, to to make them more aware you know i'm sure that there would have been chats afterwards uh between the stewards between the people in charge because obviously you know you'll have supervisors above them you they've got to have been uh and and questions need to be answered about how easy it was for him to get on and plus how how uh, how 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 long it took for someone to come on uh, you know, the women's game is only getting bigger. That means more spectators are going to come, more people are going to show an interest. And you get fools like this who, whether he went a lot, you know, I, I, I don't like to speculate whether it goes a lot or he doesn't, you know, turns up, fancy, oh, let's get on and get an Instagram picture, you know. It's the way the world is, I'm afraid. It's all about the, that picture on Instagram or or Twitter or I saw someone do it in the men's game. They run on after the game and Mason Mount. They tried to get a picture with him. Uh, and he obviously just smiled and laughed it off. Again, you got on the field, it's just for that picture, unfortunately. Yeah, me, I don't know if pitch invasion is a big thing in Sweden or not. Um, for some reason, we like it. Some people like to do it in Britain. Um, and, I mean, I suppose it's lucky that he just wanted to take a picture on his phone and he wasn't and he had anything malicious. On. Is there, well, I mean, what's your take on it? Sort of, is there a concern that, you know, what if it is a, like a six foot man coming on the pitch and these women have got to protect themselves. Should we be more worried about the shooting than sort of celebrating that Sam Kerr put the kid on his ass? Yeah. What struck me the most was the fact that after she had uh, put him down to the ground, uh, the stewards were not even then able to just picking up, taking him by the arms and lead him out. So that was, yeah, it was annoying to watch uh, because, I mean, as a steward in, in that moment, you just, 
I mean, if it had been me, I would just walk up to him taking off the pitch. And, and I mean, they weren't even able to get a hold of him. Uh, and for a couple of minutes there, it looked like he could walk around, like, um, yeah, taking a tour on King's Meadow. <laughs> um, and, and no, I, I was, no, I, I did not fancy that at all to watch. And I, I remember, I think someone told me that this happened just after they had, uh, I mean, the, the speaker had said that, uh, the fans were weren't able to to get um, photos with the player after the game. And then, like thirty seconds later, this guy came on to get his picture. Yeah, was it like that? I'm I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't know if the if the Tanoi did did make that announcement uh, just before. Do you know, Dean? Uh, I'm I'm not sure because I wasn't there. But it, it, I don't know if was that. Convince you to jump on the pitch? I don't know. So it's not exactly. Yeah, players going to go. Okay, yeah, in 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 game. Yeah, okay, we'll just know. stop this Champions yeah. League match for a second because this guy really wants to take a picture with Magda Eriksson. The yeah, other thing exactly. I thought about as well, which was surprising, <coughs> was what what if he would have made a complaint to the police about assault? And we've got the the problem that a lot of American families have when when a thief breaks into the house and hurts himself, he then sues them. Uh, which happens a lot, obviously, across the pond. And people are now setting up their house to make sure there's nothing dangerous out there just in case they do get burgled because that has happened a lot. Is, was there any, has, has anything come from him or is, is, there, or is it because he's a minor? We haven't heard anything or you know, there's been no stories from it because he could easily say that, yeah, you know, it was stupid, I know, but it, I wouldn't be surprised the way the world is that he would then put a complaint in that he was assaulted. I think it's entirely possible that he, he could do because he's not looking at Sam when she does do it. Mm. Um, he can say it's unprovoked because he's not near her. I know he's on the pitch, but Sam Kerr doesn't actually own where she is, although she is a fantastic goal scorer there. It's not her place to do it. And that's another question, I suppose. For me, it was more about the unease of everybody celebrating it like it was the best thing they've ever seen and calling for her to win the Ballon d'Or and stuff like that. I think it maybe entices more people to to try and get on the pitch. Well, that's the worry, but I suppose the initial reaction is he shouldn't be there. She dealt with it. Uh, good for her. He can sod off, but you, you're right. You can look at it and look at obviously all the, you know, all the side doors that come off it. And yeah, it, it is an interesting debate, which can obviously go on and have a good chat over. Yeah. I think it looked like she was taking her frustration out of the draw out on him. Like, what are you doing here? We're trying to 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 manage to win this game and you you just disturbs. <laughs> and then yeah, it looked like a moment of frustration. Mm. But yeah. there's two types of people, isn't it? There's the ones who are gonna tell you you're out of order. And there's the, the ones in the world who will just think that you're out of order. And a lot of players maybe were stunned, you know, what's happening. And she, she took it into her own hands. What also surprised me was the, uh, I think it's Juventus number eight. Was it Martina Rossucci? Rossucci? Uh, if that's the Juventus number eight, if I've got a name wrong, I'm sorry. She went straight up to the ref, put her hands up, like not to remonstrate with what's he doing on the field, was to, I mean, Kerr should be booked for that, which was, you think they'd stick together and, 
say it but yeah it's funny how you know that italian mentality is you know if we can get a uh another you know another level up here to give us an advantage and, and Kerr could be sent off because you don't know you know it all that, that yellow card if you look into the explanation of a yellow card or red card just because she barged him and he's not should be on the field it's still obviously the intent and she got a book for it she got a yellow card for it yeah and i suppose what happens if it's if it was at juventus and then the fans on the pitch are we hmm. going to praise their player or are we going to criticize their club for putting our players in danger, I think it's going to be the latter. But anyway, that's enough on that. One thing I will agree with is AKB going absolutely mental at the Juventus. I can't remember who it was, but she kicked Erin Cuthbert. And I don't think she was even booked for it, but AKB gave her some smoke and she did want not did not she want that booked. fire. She was booked. She was booked, okay. Yeah, she was. Rightly I think so. it was I think it was Bonancia. Yeah. yeah. But she didn't want nothing to do with AKB because she um Backed away quick. Um, we was fans of that. So let's say that. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. Uh, the result obviously leaves Chelsea top of the group uh, for now on 11 points. Um, second are Juventus on 11 points. Um, let me just get my table up here. On eight points. Uh, third, Wolfsburg on eight points. And then Savet at the bottom on zero points. Um, with five defeats and a minus 19 goal difference. Um, thanks for, for coming. Um, so you may have seen some confusion online about how this group ends up. Should Wolfsburg beat Chelsea because it's done head to head and not on goal difference. Um, so basically Chelsea finish ahead of Juventus, Juventus finish ahead of Wolfsburg, but Wolfsburg finish ahead of Chelsea, um, which obviously doesn't work because it's three teams. Uh, then it's goal difference against those three teams and not so that. Um, so at the moment, it's plus one for Chelsea, plus one for Juventus, minus two for Wolfsburg. So Juventus will go through given they beat Savet. And then if Chelsea lose 1-0, they still go through because their goal difference is still better than Wolfsburg. If they lose 2-0, Wolfsburg go through and Chelsea are out or by two goals. So 4-2, 5-3, whatever. So basically, Chelsea need to lose by one goal or fewer, which would be a draw or a win. Uh, obviously, a point tops the group for them and a win tops the group for them. So, me, uh, probably not the best way to go into a game away at Wolfsburg needing to win, but they did it last year. Um, do you think yeah, they'll be confident? I think, I'm not confident, but I think... Um, I'm <coughs> I'm confident in in that way that uh, all Chelsea players know know how to deal with the situation of uh, I mean winning or losing and it's a, the game matters. Um, I mean it, it's like a QF or or a semi-final, you know. Uh, so it's not that big of a different difference. I think this situation ha- has happened because of the 3-3 draw at home uh, on Kings Meadow. So I think um, it, it, it's not the Juventus 0-0 game that did this. Uh, it's, it's the first tie versus Wolfsburg because that game with, with those errors, I think, um, yeah, it's why we're here. And we can't complain about it as well because it's it's a uh, I mean the group is exciting it's going to be 
one of Chelsea or Wolfsburg. I mean, if Wolfsburg goes out of the Champions League, it's going to be huge. I mean, they have been competing in the, in the top of the Champions League for years. Um, I mean, also, Wolfsburg needs to win, so they will go forward, press forward, and it's going to give Chelsea opportunities to also score. Um, I mean, just keep the defense intact, and this is gonna. I mean, it's gonna work out. Chelsea will will be through, but I mean, it's football. Yeah. You never know. Well, the good news is Chelsea have not conceded for a very long time, uh, and that fixture will take place next Thursday, I believe, at eight o'clock, maybe. Yeah, me is nodding. So, same time as the men's then. Possibly. We've got we've got Thursday, yeah, Everton, seven forty-five or eight o'clock. Okay, no one cares about that. This is more important, Dave. (laughs) But before that, Chelsea travel to Reading on Saturday, which is tomorrow morning for us. And we'll be back after this short break to preview that one. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. (laughs) It's all too much. (laughs) I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. (laughs) Well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you, thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy, I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea Football Fancast.com. Welcome back to Bentham Kings Meadow. Time now for the Reading preview, which takes place on Saturday. The 11th of December at 11.30am, the game is live on Sky Sports, uh, for those of you with that subscription package. Uh, Taking on Reading, who currently sit 8th in the WSL, 
with three wins, one draw and four defeats and a minus two goal difference on 10 points. Um, manager Kelly Chambers winning the Manager of the Month for an unbeaten November. Um, Dane, one of those tricky ties, but Chelsea actually seemed to do quite well against Reading. Yeah, firstly, well done for Kelly Chambers for, you know, sometimes you get, you get the obvious uh, managers of the month all the time. And well done to, I think she's one of the youngest managers. She's 35. I, I sort of remember reading up about her last year when we did a show and I think she had a bad ACL injury and, and, and finished her career quite you know, mid-20s and then Reading took her on and she's been, I think, manager for six years. And no, no, good for her, you know, because it's not easy. So it's not easy to always look past Chelsea, Arsenal, you know, Man City, Tottenham, whoever. So good for her. Yeah, no, it, it can be one of those tricky ties. Uh, you know, looking in their squad, they've got a couple of decent players. Uh, you know, got an ex-Chelsea player. I always like Deanna Cooper. She, you know, I always thought she was a good player for us, you know. Solid, uh, honest pro. I think she got an ACL as well in her time at Chelsea. Had a horrible injury. Uh, yeah, it can be tricky. But then sometimes, you know... Uh, like like games, it can surprise you. Uh, I remember thinking it would be tricky last year, and we won five 0 And Sam Kerr famously, sorry, not Sam Kerr, Frank Kirby famously got her four goals against her ex team. So these ties, you've got to be weary of, but also don't show them too respect because you know we're the champions. We've just won the FA Cup. We would be the favourites, and you can only beat out how cliche. You can only beat out the, the teams that are put out in front of you, but. You know, don't show them too respect and, and go for it. And hopefully it will be comfortable to uh, build us up nicely for Wolfsburg away. Yeah, we did beat them 5-0 at home as well, obviously, the day we won the title last season. But having said that, Reading are a, a decent team. Yeah, they lost their first four games against Man United, Arsenal, Spurs and Everton. Uh, but since then, they've been unbeaten against Brighton, Birmingham, Aston Villa. And then they drew against West Ham. Is that sort of an indication of their level, sort of just below? the top but above the bottom yeah I think I mean like you said yourself I mean it feels like Chelsea have been have been having it rather easy going to Reading hosting Reading the past couple of games they played but I mean it's it's never an easy game uh, to play now because of the schedule they are having at the moment as well and, and you know, the focus and everything. So, I mean, uh, they need to win um, because the fact is that they can't afford to losing points uh, versus a team like Reading uh, at this stage stage of the season now. So, I mean, I mean, I expect Chelsea to come out tomorrow and, and just do their job. We hope. Um, Dan, you mentioned Deanna Cooper. They've obviously got players like Natasha Harding, Tasha Dowie, Chloe Peplow, Grace Maloney. Um, I think there's not a necessarily sort of a standout player there, but they are sort of a settled team with, with decent players. Um, Kelly Chambers obviously knows how to set a team up and get the best out of her players. And that's what's going to make them dangerous. And they're going to be full of confidence, having been unbeaten for November and over that that bad start. And, and as Mia said, the schedule makes this game even more tricky, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, you have got some good players. I think they've got, as you said, Natasha Harding, you know, I think over 80-odd caps for Wales. I think they've actually got about five or six Welsh players. 
I saw briefly some highlights of Deanne Rose, you know, at the age of 22. I think she's got 60 odd caps for Canada. She looks quite lively. But you're right, you know, you know, she's obviously a good manager. Uh, she's got manager of the month, you know. I bet she's really been studying those uh, videos of our midweek uh, nil nil draw with Juventus. And their team's going to be full of confidence. So it's their job to come out with a, you know, with, with, with a tactic and and a formation to really, you know, uh, nullify us. And if it works, then you can only praise these people. You know, it, it's not a case of oh, it's boring or it's defensive, it's negative. It's well done, like Juventus. Juventus come not to lose. Well done. You know, you get all the praise. Uh, if you come not to lose, you set up uh, in a certain way that that you believe will, will get the best out of your team. Then good luck to you. It's our job to break them down. Uh, but yeah, they're they're going to be on a high, and uh, no doubt, I've no doubt that, that Kelly has been studying that Juventus game and hopefully take out some positive some Juventus display and try and uh, ring that into a, a a team on tomorrow. Yeah, me believe it or not, I've not really watched Reading too much. Um... So according to the internet, they started the season playing 4-3-3 uh, and then switched to 4-4-2 after they lost to Everton, so their fourth loss. Uh, and they've obviously seen the benefits of that by being unbeaten. Do you think they could use the tactic that Hope Power and Brighton used, where they put two forwards on Brighton, Ericsson, to stop Chelsea playing out? Or do you think they're going to maybe do more of Juventus and just sit deep and frustrate Chelsea? How do you think they're going to approach this one? I think every team that plays Chelsea will sit deep uh, and defend uh, like all through the game. Um, but I think that Reading is not Juventus uh, and it's not the Champions League. And I think that Chelsea will manage this uh, quite easy. I hope I'm not going to eat my own words now tomorrow, but... I mean, it's like you said. I mean, we haven't haven't seen Chelsea not scoring for a long time, and I think the frustration of leaving Kings Meadow goalless this Wednesday, Reading is gonna, um, yeah, they're they're gonna face the that fr- frustration. Um, so I'm, I mean. This is a might be a bad feeling, but I am not that worried about tomorrow. I'm more worried about Thursday in Germany, to be honest. Which which might be bad because Mia was worried about the FA Cup final when that was three 0 and if she yeah. was worried about tomorrow, <laughs> maybe that's bad. Um, then I suppose there's some questions about the team that Emma's going to pick. Um, mm. Defensively, is is Newen going to come back in? Is Spence and Leopold going to be the midfield duo because they've worked well together in a couple of games this season? Is it harder or Fleming? Will Kirby and Kerr get rested? Cuthbert's taken on a lot of wing back. Could Neve Charles come in? Because I mean, you know what you're going to get with Chelsea 3 4 3. And then they're flexible and interchangeable in the way they defend during the game. It's a back four, it's a back five. It's every formation under the sun um, at the minute. But do you see a, a situation where players do get rested? because they played a lot of games or do you think it's going to be pretty much the same team that played against Wolfsburg? Uh, Juventus. Uh, Juventus, sorry. I think because the importance of Wolfsburg, I think that Emma hopefully trusts her squad 
Uh, I worry about how many minutes Bright and Ericsson have got in, in, in recent weeks, recent months. I know it didn't help with uh, Anik Nguyen getting injured. Uh, I think she was out for six, six, seven weeks, was it? And she only had a couple of minutes, you know, last week, cup final. And is she ready to start? I didn't think, obviously, Penel Harder was ready to start, but she did in midweek. I would, are we going for our teams, what we think now? I would, I would, I would rest, actually. I'll take the risk. You can make five subs. It's such an advantage. Uh, and maybe disadvantage for, you know, for the weaker teams, but it's such an advantage for the bigger teams. Uh, I would actually start harder again and bring in Fleming uh, and play Bethany England up front and put uh, Fran and Sam on the bench. Uh, I would also bring Joanna Anderson in. I've always liked what, what I've seen of her, not a lot this season at left wing back. I've always thought she's looked good defensively and actually really good going forward. I'm sure she hasn't got more of a, I'm surprised she hasn't got more of a look in. It's, it's a lot of changes, you know, Carter coming in, I had Charles coming in, I had Nguyen with a question mark. I'd actually had Musovic in goal as well. You, I think you've got to trust your squad. You know, you've got to believe in your squad and, you know, hope that, you know, but you know, that they repay your, your faith because, you know, nine times out of 10 this season when Emma has has brought in a player, you know, they've performed well. Uh, so, yeah, I'd, I'd rest Fran and Sam. I'd also bring loopholes back in to play with Carter, like I said. I'd have Neve Charles on the right. I'd have Jon Anson on the left. The only problem is, again, is Bright and Magdalena Eriksson again playing. Uh, unfortunately, maybe with the five sub ball, as I said, if you start with Nguyen, and she's she's fine. I doubt she's got 90 minutes in a, you know, and we get a couple of goals ahead where you can take off one of Bright or Ericsson or both if you're lucky. But Yeah. Mia, can Emma afford to have an eye on Wolfsburg? Because we're only a point behind Arsenal, but you can't afford many slip-ups in the WSL these days. Is she got to get this game won early and try and take players off? Or can she afford to maybe play Bethany England from the start and give Sam Kerr a little bit of a rest. Yeah, I mean, it, it's so close now to the the break, the Christmas break as well. So I, th- I think it's a hard time to be a coach with these games coming up. Like you need to win uh, the WSL game and you really need to win. I mean, they if... It's a tricky situation because if they had won versus Juventus, I mean, you could have you could have thought, I mean, the other way around. But but now I think, I think you, I'm thinking players need to rest. And, and I mean, the main concern as a fan watching, I'm with Dane uh, about the fact that Miller Bright and Magdalena Eriksson will play a lot of minutes this season. Uh, obviously, it's going to be quite interesting to see if Maren Mielde is on the bench tomorrow again, or if she's out uh, still, um, because she is she is a player that could, I mean, take one of the back three positions. Uh, but I mean, I think Sam Kerr could get a rest or Frank Kirby and just take Beth England on. I think Jesse Fleming. Uh, is going to play tomorrow because of the fact that she was rested all game versus Juventus. And I mean, her and Penilla Harder together up front, uh, not bad uh, as well. 
so I mean, it's going to be an interesting. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see the team selection tomorrow. But I, I, I'm not sure we should hope for a lot of rotation. I'm not sure. I think it's 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 a crucial stage now of the season. So, and it and it's. I mean, it's three games before the break. Yeah, and so far this season, Emma hasn't sort of done the changes as such. It's been get the game one and then I'll take you off and you can rest. Um, and I think given that it is so close that she won't, I mean, it's hard to to really know what Emma's thinking at, at most times, but I did get the team selection spot on for, for Juventus, so maybe there's method to the madness. Um, I'd go with Berger in goal. I think it's going to be Bright, Carter and Ericsson again. Um, Cuthbert, Spence, Leopold's Wrighton. And I think it's going to be harder Kirby and Kerr again. I'd like to see Harder and Fleming play together um, behind Bethany England if she wants to rest Sam and Fran, but I don't think she will from the start anyway. Um, and it's early on Saturday, so that a little bit of extra hours recovery maybe in the thinking. I'm not sure. Um, but they, it's a case of Chelsea score early and are comfortable or they don't score early and things get very tense. So mm. maybe that affects the thinking and, and Sam and Fran start. Yeah, well, either way, you're, you, you you want to use your uh, your five subs. As I said, it's such an advantage to the big teams, especially the big teams are playing in Europe. You know, if you go big early on and, and you get a few goals, then you can use that those subs to your advantage. Or if you don't go big and uh, you've gone for a lot of changes and you're struggling, then you can use those subs again. Uh, obviously, yeah, if it's always just two sides, go big or, 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 or ease them back in. But yeah, it's, it's it's going to be intriguing, you know. As you say, you you got you got the team right against Juventus. Is that the first time this season? You know, it's hard to second. I've got it right a few times. Oh yeah, okay, sorry. It's it's hard to judge, Emma. You know, <coughs> in what was said. You know, uh, obviously, I forgot what as Mia highlighted, but there's only three games left until the break. And yeah, I, I sort of I sort of discarded Marin Milder because I don't know. Maybe I read what Emma Hayes was saying wrong, but because she wasn't on the bench in midweek and they said they're working more on on, on her strength and fitness. I, I don't know if we're going to see her again for the last three games or not. Uh, or I she think, on the bench. I think she said after New Year for both Mielder and James. Mm, so it's a game that, that we could do with a Mielder playing, like you said, and 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 uh, like, like Mia said, and, and, and resting one of, one of Bright or Ericsson who've obviously played the most in that defence. But... If that rules her out, then they're definitely both playing. Hopefully they don't get injured. Well, we'll find out tomorrow morning at around 10.30. So still time for a McDonald's breakfast in the UK uh, before <laughs> the team sheet drops. Um, predictions then? I might as well just say 5-0. Um, Mia, I'll come to you next. Yeah, I say 3-0. 3-0. So Dane's going to go in the middle. <laughs> I was going to say 3-0. Uh, you, you have you to say? say something else. I'll say 4-0 then. There you go. <laughs> Despite everything we say about trusting players and rotating who's going to play, we all think that Chelsea are going to win comfortably, regardless of the form of Reading. Um, I said that game, yeah, that game, 
Saturday morning, 11.30 kickoff at the Majesty Stadium in Reading against the unbeaten November team and Kelly Chambers. So should be a good watch. Um, Dame, pleasure to speak to you again. Um, looking forward to the game and hopefully a winning Chelsea weekend because they had a bad Wednesday, didn't they? Yeah, well, yeah, it wasn't bad, like necessarily bad, but as, as Mia said earlier, you know, if we would have got the job done in Juventus, then we wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't have to worry about the first day coming. So, you know, I said they're professional. We know how good they are and and, and how, how amazingly good they are. And, you know, as as some sports teams do go, you know, we, we watch, they win comfortably against Reading and then they do the job against Wolfsburg. So, Obviously, can also go the other way. <laughs> Sports, sport is a funny old game. It keeps us uh, interested. You know, when we think we know it all, it has a way of biting us on the bum as well. But yeah, you know, as you said, you know, we we we're always giving our opinions on the team and who was going to play. Yet we all comfortably range from three to four to five nil. So full of confidence, especially with this team. And uh, I can't think any ever time I've got into a game thinking, oh, we, we you know, this is going to be a tough one. I always expect us to win. Yeah, hopefully we'll be purring again come Saturday <laughs> afternoon. Uh, Mia, I'm glad you was able to explain yourself and you're not to blame for me to come in second in the Guardian list. Um, so much insight as, as usual and always a favourite of the listeners to get on the show. So thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me as usual. Very glad to, that I, I was able to, to drive back home to join you. Absolutely. You can follow Mia on Twitter at Mia underscore Ericsson. Uh, the show at Mokings Mellow, me at D Mears and Dane at D Wit 9. All the links in the description, as is the link for our Patreon. If you want to support the show and help us create amazing content um, that isn't award winning, you can do so on Patreon. It helps us do fun things and we would love it if you could help us in any way. Uh, there's also links to Discord where you can chat with us during the week, during the games, during the evening, during the morning, anytime you want. We're always there on Discord. The link, as I said, in the description. We'll be back some point next week to review this game against Reading and look ahead to the Champions League tie against Wolfsburg. And then again later in the week to review Wolfsburg and look ahead to West Ham, the final game before Christmas. Uh, but until then, Chelsea fans from Kings Meadow to Wembley, keep the blue flag flying high. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.